Welcome to the Keep On Keeping On Show. I'm Kevin Jordan. Today we're going to talk about all types of crazy stuff, just like we usually do. Let's get started. All right, folks, welcome back to the show for the second episode. I'm here with Marion Donovan. She is a sophomore at St. Anselm College. I'm excited to have her on. Welcome to the show, Mary. Thank you, Kevin. I'm so excited that you're having me. It's good to have you, Mary. Good to have you. So my first question for you is, what are you most excited about for your sophomore year here? Well, so last year, you know, I did experience my first year with COVID. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to figure out the new ways that everyone experienced classes, in-person classes, and finally, like, have a normal year. So we're three days, three days in now. Have you made any new friends? Um, I love my friends so far. So I, not yet? Not yet. Okay, that's okay. It'll, it'll I'm come. trying, though. Okay, I try to make a new friend, like, once a month. Okay, that's a good plan. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, you have somebody to talk to in every class. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I'll take that advice. Yeah, so that's, that's my advice to you. But that's good. Um, you're a nursing major. Uh, what's your toughest class this year? Um, biochem. Biochem. Okay, biochem. I have no idea what, what goes into that. But uh... I took microbiology last year. Okay. Did fine in it, but adding chemistry to the biology aspect, I'm kind of nervous for that. They call it St. C's for a reason, so that's good. Okay. It makes a lot of sense. Um, what, what, are you, what are you looking forward to outside of the classroom? Um, what do you think is the most fun you had last year, and do you think that'll be the most fun thing you do this year? So I'm actually looking forward to going to a lot of uh, sports games, especially soccer. Oh, awesome. I've heard those games are great. Yes. Yeah, so last year at the end, I got to go to some spring sports games. Okay, luckily. sweet. That's dope. So I'm excited to experience a new environment with sports. What was the best thing you did this summer? This summer, mm-hmm. uh, I went to the Cape. Cape. My friend Emily lives in the Cape. So mm-hmm. we celebrated the 4th of July. We saw fireworks and everything. Where are you originally from? I'm from Nord Mass. Okay, so is that in Central Mass? Yes, Central. Central. Okay, Central Mass. The Cape, I personally think, is a little bit overrated. I talked about it in my last podcast. It's a bit odd that I'm running up in this one, too, but you brought it up, really. But uh, I think the North Shore is much better. I think it's cooler. I mean, to each each his own. To each his own, man, okay? But um, that's cool. That's cool. Well, I have a house down the Cape, too. Oh. I've summered there for many years. Okay, so you're biased. No, I wouldn't say that. But Everyone's biased, so... I guess, man, come on. a little bit. Come on, all right. Well, I'll move on to my next question then, um, because today I had a class and we spoke about um, experts in uh, the public and what type of role they play. So do you think it's important to listen to experts on topics, or do you think that common sense um, and the average person should have the ultimate say in what goes on in public policy? Um, I do think it's important to talk to experts or mm-hmm. listen to experts because they really do know the most about that one. They know their stuff. They're yes. experts. Yeah, they're experts. They have expertise. So I do think listening to the experts' uh, perspective is definitely important, but we are our individual selves. Mm-hmm. So we can take into consideration our own views, biases, mm-hmm. whatever you may say, but regarding what what topics would you say like 
Give me a... Okay, so for example, when you look at something like taxes, a lot of Americans would say, we need to lower taxes. Mm-hmm. But is that really in the best interest of everyday Americans to lower taxes when these programs, when the taxes go to, say, our national defense, to science, to our classrooms, which educate us for free, not really for free, it's based on our taxes, um, healthcare. Do you think that Americans know what's best for them when it comes to uh, getting the coronavirus vaccine, which everyone knows um, has been proven to reduce hospitalizations and death rates in hospitals? And some Americans say, oh, it's common sense. I know, I know better than experts. They don't know because experts have been wrong before, which it's true they have, and they can be a little bit arrogant. But it's a bit... I was gonna. It's kind of ignorant for many Americans to say, "Oh, I know better than somebody that spent like thirty years of their life studying yes. this." In my in my opinion. So, like you said, mm-hmm. um, I do think that selfish, selfishly, regarding taxes, selfishly, the person would be like, "Let's lower taxes. Let's try to reduce the tax rate but in retrospect the taxes help everyone in the community and i do think even if the higher taxes they will benefit the community like you said education and so much more and also regarding the covid vaccine i am vaccinated and i am a nursing good for you major. good for you weird flex but okay no i am a nursing major oh, okay so, be- so okay. i believe in science and i i got the moderna to be specific. <laughs> I got J&J. It was hell. Oh, really? Yeah. So now I can handle anything. So, I don't care. I think the the vaccine will definitely help. You just want to party. You want everyone to get the vaccine that's, so you can party, right? That's actually not true. That's what I want. I want to keep everybody safe. I want to keep everybody... Safe uh, so you can party. Um, and they can party. I don't party. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Kind of lame, but whatever. That's oh. cool. That's cool. Um, on top of that argument that we were just discussing, um, we mentioned today about this idea of public reason, that when you debate in public, you need to um, come at it with the best interests of everyone involved, not just yourself. So you need to kind of step back from yourself, not even think about yourself. Think, if you were a random person in the population, what would this law do for you? And this way, you can figure out what it would be like for people who have it worse off than you, like the... Um, worst off people in society will be looked out for do you how do you incorporate that into your life do you think that you put yourself in other people's shoes per se yes i actually do um i try not to just think about myself i do try to think about other people and what they're going through so when i receive for example when i receive my check and i look at the how much taxes are taken out of my check and i think oh, well, that kind of stinks that all of this money that I'm earning and is going, like, whatever. But then I think there are people who have it worse off than me and my money is going towards them, their education, their well-being and everything like that. So I, I honestly don't mind that much as long as I'm helping people. And I want everybody in the community to feel ex- not accepted, but, like, appreciated and that valued. other people valued that's mm. the right word thank you Kevin. of course of course I, I i hear what you're saying i've actually never thought that when i look at my taxes i think are you can kidding me like okay i fair. need some money i'm yes. poor i gotta pay for school i gotta pay for food yeah i ain't got no money but where do you work kevin i work can at I rise i work at rise private wealth management uh mm-hmm. i'm an intern nice. um i don't make much money at all 
but it's a little bit of money, so good experience. A little, it is good experience. It's, I've learned a lot. A little bit of money is better than no money at all. I figure, right? Um, but yeah, yeah, I, that was that was that was good, man. That was a interesting take. I I like that. Um, I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast. You know, you gotta learn from the greats, right? Mm-hmm. Today, and he was talking to a woman who had recently been banned from Twitter. I forget her name. And it brought up the debate about uh, free speech. And I also talked about this in my class today, not this direct issue, but about free speech. And the question is, do you really care about free speech if you only care about it when it's you that's been affected? You know what I mean? So wh- why do you think we should have free speech? Right? Why should you have free speech? Okay, so that brings up a good point. Mm-hmm. When it's only, I think a lot of people do selfishly think my free speech is above everybody else's. Mm-hmm. Your opinions However, are the most valuable. Yes, but you have to, you have to be able to listen to other people, and even if they disagree with your own opinion, it's important to think of their perspective, think about their background, what what's making them think of this particular issue in this way, mm-hmm. and figure out like we may have differing views, but they do have free speech, and they are able to express that online freely. Free speech is valuable because of itself. In itself, it's a valuable thing to cherish. It's If you don't believe in free speech, you don't believe in freedom at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not valuable because of the outcomes it provides. It's not, it's not valuable because it provides a different perspective. I mean, it can be. It can also be negative. Um, there's certainly consequences to free speech, but I think that the uh, rewards certainly outweigh the risks. I agree with you with that. Yeah. Um, with that being said, what do you think about... Um, a liberal arts education as opposed to a technical education where you focus more on one discipline. Do you think there's value in one over the other? Uh, do you have a preference? So I definitely value my liberal arts education. However, I think if you get a technical education um, for specific majors, would you say? Yeah, so if you or want to be an engineer, you might go to a technical school, which yes. would be um, a way to fast track it, it's, and you learn very much about that. They specialize in that for, say, MIT, fantastic schools like that, like UMass Lowell as mm-hmm. well as one. Um, so I think prof- people that are going into certain professions will definitely get more out of their technical um, education. However, my liberal arts education, I value very greatly because I actually am learning about a lot of philosophy. Mm-hmm. I'm t- actually taking um, Bib Theo this year and I'm very oh. interested in um, religion and like kind of... Oh, you're, oh, so you're strange. No, I wouldn't say I'm strange. <laughs> However, I'm like thankful for the opportunities that this college is giving me. Okay. I, I totally agree. I like I, I think of myself as a renaissance man, so I like okay. to think that I can think a little bit about everything, you know? I think philosophy, I'm a math minor, so I like that. I like business. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm taking astronomy right now. It's pretty oh, cool. Nice. We're learning about the stars. I don't know. What's sh- your previous star? The Polaris, <laughs> the North Star. Because I don't know shit about the stars. She was like, she was like, that's Enif, and that's the Pegasus, whatever. And I was like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Could you recognize the Big Dipper? I can recognize the Big Dipper. That's not hard, but okay. I couldn't name any of the stars in the Big Dipper. Mm-hmm. Can you? Uh, I, unfortunately not. Okay, yeah. See, so astronomy is tough. It is. But it's definitely good to learn different stuff. I think that there's definitely value in it. It might not have a practical use, mm-hmm. but it's the type of stuff that you actually care about. Like, when I go and read a book, I don't. it's not like it's going to help me in my job, per se, but it's interesting. It provides value. You enjoy it, and that's really what it's all about. I mean, you don't have to always be doing, like, work 
in America and in a lot of Western societies, especially in the Northeast, it's like we're always in a rush to get something done. You always need to be uh, making money, hustling. Yes. Um, you have to be busy. You know, you got to be like, I'm on my grind, that type of stuff. But I think it's important to kick back and relax every now and again and do stuff you actually enjoy. Mm-hmm. You think about it, you only have a short life, like maybe 80 years, if you're lucky, you know, maybe more. Or maybe you're not so lucky because, you know, it's all about cherishing the time that you do have. So when you know that you only have that certain amount of time, that's provides more value to your life. Do you agree? I totally agree. Would you want to be immortal if you could be? No. Why? Um, I just think... I don't know why. That's a good question, but I've always thought about it, and I always think no. So here's what I'm thinking, ready? If I was immortal and, like, none of my friends and family would be, they'd just, like, be gone, and there'd be nobody around it. You'd be like, cool, like, I know I've known you since day one, right? Like, if you got a brother or sister, it's like, okay, that person's actually known me since the day I was born. That person knows all about me. But if you are the only one that's been around, you are going to be sad or whatever. Even if you make new friends, it's like... It has to end or else you can just make as many mistakes as you want. You can do whatever you want. Like, you could just sit around all day, every day if you were immortal and not give a damn because there's always going to be tomorrow. The fact that there will not always be a tomorrow provides a lot of value today. Yes, you're totally correct. And if you were to be immortal, you'd have to experience all of your loved ones constantly, not constantly, but dying and have to relive that every single day. But I... Like you said, I do value the next day because you never know when all could end. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I totally agree. And I think that um, death is definitely a hard part of life, but mm-hmm. it's definitely a necessary part of life. And um, have you read any horror books? No. Uh, some Stephen King. Okay, yeah. He's my favorite author. And uh, in Pet Cemetery, um, they bury a dog right and it comes back to life mm-hmm. um and that's how the pet cemetery works and then the man because he's so he's got all this pride right because you know human beings are proud creatures he goes and his son is killed and he buries his son and then the son comes back as a monster because you're not supposed to come back to life right and i think the lesson there and Steve, and he says it in the book is sometimes dead is better right yes. so i think that you ever we're all everyone's scared of death everyone doesn't want to lose people they love because you don't it's just that big blank slate there um even when a, a pet dies it's it's awful but it's like sometimes that's that's peaceful they're going on to the next big adventure without us um but i think that uh Are it's you not so bad of death, kevin i think everyone's scared if you're not scared of death then if you're not scared of death then you don't you're you're denying yourself that oh. extra adrenaline you're talking well, I'm not scared of death. I know. I'm saying if you were scared of death. I'm not saying you're scared of death. Okay. I don't think you're scared. But, um, you're not scared of death? Not at all. Why? I don't know. I'm just like... You're telling me if you... Ready? You're bleeding out right now. You got shot or something like that. Or like a meteor hit you. You wouldn't be scared? No. I'd be scared. I wouldn't. (laughs) I just... I'd be scared if you were dying. I'd also be scared if I was dying. I don't really? know. I'd be scared if other people are dying because I think the grief and the loss would take a toll on everybody. But personally, myself, me dying, I'm not scared of it. Hold on. Pause. What's your ideal day? Describe it to me. Go. My ideal day? Yep. Um, I wake up and I see Julia Dowling and I could go to the beach, relax. I do love... Um, to watch TV, so I might watch an episode of, like... Okay, now imagine never doing that ever again. I'd be fine. Like, if I had... Like, I seriously wouldn't... 
I'm not scared of death. I. Okay, Marion, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. Um, that's just not the way I feel. I think that um, by having a healthy fear of death, it um, allows you to kind of embrace every moment and it kind of gives you like extra adrenaline in those moments where you're not safe like when like if you were you know like getting like shot at or something like that like it gives you that extra motivation to run faster like and to do stuff better so that is i think the value of having a healthy fear of death so i wouldn't if someone was shooting at me Mm -hmm. i would definitely run okay and i'm not like i'm not willingly prepared like I'm prepared if I died suddenly, I wouldn't be, I'm not scared, but if a tragic event was coming at me, I would try to prevent myself from dying, but if it was to happen, I'm not afraid. Okay, so here's a morbid thought. What would your last words be? Um, I'd probably say bye to my family. I'd be like, I love you, family. (laughs) That's it. I love you, family. Those are good last words. That's a... or get Frenched. Get, get Frenched. Get <laughs> Frenched. Right, yeah. That's an inside joke, folks. But yeah. uh, that's, that's good, Aaron. That's good. Um, what is your goal um, for the end of college? What's the one thing you really want to do? Um, so I really want to graduate, which is a goal for everybody, I guess. That makes a lot of sense. I'm, that's what you're I want to. Ch- I want to get on the dean's list. Dean's list, okay. So this semester, I've already the what it's going to be the third day of school i'm very i've been studying already i'm trying my hardest i like during high school and everything i was always kind of the top not top i don't want to say Wait, that but like that's no, no need to brag here man marion's very smart guys okay i'm not well i'm trying my hardest to get through my, all my classes and try to know hey, you made better. it through the first year so you're doing pretty well trying my hardest so that's all i can say yep that's and i'm excited for so you know i'm a nursing major so i'm excited to start clinical soon mm-hmm. so what does that entail well i don't really know what i want to do specifically with nursing but i'm kind of looking towards um geriatrics or icu i don't Everybody says they want to do um pediatrics or maternal newborn and but I, you hate kids I don't hate... Uh, you could say that, I guess. Wow. Not hate. No, 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 no. I don't hate at all. I never hate. That's one word I actually don't use in my vocabulary. I never say I hate anything. But I do... Um, I've babysat all my life. I don't really... I want either five or zero kids. Five or Spectrum. zero kids. That's really, really weird. I've never heard anyone say that. But... um okay i mean you know what you want that's good that's good um do you have a life philosophy like what do you think what governs your day-to-day actions like when you have to make a decision what's your go-to fallback position okay so i always look towards the word conversatio <laughs> shut up don't ever say conversatio in this room again i hate that class um no no, no i'm kidding um so i have i actually don't know um probably be smart be safe mm-hmm. um my mom always said that be smart be safe <laughs> be safe but you don't fear death but no but be but i don't fear death but i would prevent death at all costs like you like you said earlier if somebody was shooting at me i would definitely run okay but if i was to get hit 
I would be okay with it. That's wild, man. That you know? is a wild statement. Okay, Marion, my final question is this. How do you think of yourself? Um, when you look at Marion from outside of yourself, what do you see? I don't really know. I, I kind of worry about what other people think, but not really at all because I'm honestly pretty confident. I think hopefully people will think of me in a good way. And Oh, they do. <laughs> Sometimes. So, Kevin, what is your perspective on me? Um, you're all right. I mean... Oh, just all right? I've had better conversations and worse conversations. You're definitely somewhere in the middle. Probably oh. in the upper third. Definitely, in, Definitely in an upper 33% of the conversation. So Which that's is, a positive That's definitely aspect. a positive. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I don't really know how I feel about that because that kind of hurt my feelings a little bit that I'm not top, top 1%. I mean, you could get there. It takes a lot of effort. So could you give me some advice? I could give you some advice, but it's going to cost you. How much? 100 bucks per second So I don't have 100 bucks. Okay, well, when you get the money, I'll give you the advice. How about five cents? Give me one word of advice to get to top 1%. Never do anything to anyone for any reason at all whatsoever. Okay. So I could give that (laughs) same advice to you. No, that's from the office. That's just nonsense. There was no advice in there. Those are just words. It didn't actually say anything. Oh. What advice did I give you? I mean, so you actually brought my self-confidence down a level because you didn't even give me real advice. (laughs) And you just... Everybody is somebody's baby. That's my advice to you. (laughs) Never forget that. I love it. Perfect. Everybody is somebody's baby. All right. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Thank you for having me. It was an absolute treat. Uh, And folks, we'll have the uh, third episode soon. Thank you very much.